0: You're listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode with Crochet Conversations. Today, I'm alone. This is Ines and uh, today I'm alone because we've decided that we're going to try out something new and we're going to create a new segment in our podcast called Q&A. Basically, these will be very short episodes where we answer some of your commonly asked questions or basically the questions that we get asked the most. So we've decided to compile all of these questions and every one of these episodes will be answering one question these would be more technical questions, so they deserve a full episode on its own. But they will be short episodes, you know, maybe 10-15 to minutes. So, if you have any questions that you've always wanted to ask, you should look through this list of ever-growing Q&A episodes and see if I've answered your questions in one of these episodes. Okay, so let's jump right in. The first question that we get asked all the time, and I get asked this like even in person when when I'm teaching classes, or sometimes at Spotlight, somebody would approach me and say, "Uh, do you know anything about crochet?" And of course, the first thing they would always ask is, "How much yarn do I really need for my project?" And I get asked this question probably like three or four times every week someone would be sending me a DM on Instagram and stuff so I thought that I should cover it today. So fair warning this would be a very technical based episode so if you're looking for some other discussions maybe check back on another episode. Okay so how much yarn do you really need for any project? Um, For this in terms of yarn I'm going to only talk in terms of cotton yarn because I think that cotton yarn is very... What's the word? It's very versatile. You can use it for anything down down to household items and maybe like clothes and whatever. And acrylic, while it is cheaper, it is not as long-lasting and it doesn't wash well. So I'm going to operate now under the assumption that you're going to use... This is a project that you're going to be using, an item that you're going to make and use over and over again. And because... Cotton yarn is more expensive if you've budgeted for cotton yarn, you've basically sort of over-budgeted, so you don't have to worry about spending more money than you need to. Okay, so let's talk about two things that you need to be aware of when it comes to how much yarn you need. You can measure it in terms of either grams or meters or yardage, that's what they call it. So you can go by grams or you can go by meters. I personally suggest you go by meters or by yards because the weightage of the yarn ball that you're going to get will vary from ball to ball. So say, for example, if you have a pure cotton ball of yarn, that would be the heaviest. And if you have like a cotton acrylic blend, it would be sort of not so heavy. And of course, acrylic is the lightest because it's got a lot of the fibers have a lot of air running through them. So also just keep in mind that if you're going to get cotton, you you get half the amount of yards that you need as opposed to if you get the same exact same ball of yarn in acrylic so let's talk numbers for 50 grams of cotton yarn you're getting about a hundred and between 130 to 150 meters of yarn, like continuous meters of yarn. Uh, Sometimes you'd see the word yards and so every one meter is like 1.09 yards so it's it can be used interchangeably but one meter is definitely not as long as one yard. So the reason I give you guys a range between say 130 to 150 because these numbers that you see is not an exact number they don't actually count ball to ball if you were to take like say 10 balls of yarn that all are labeled 100 grams and you weigh them you will get a disparity between one to two grams but that is very normal and it's not that you're being cheated or anything so in general you can say about 50 grams of say cotton yarn it's about 145 meters give or take this is also um Considering if you're using a size, maybe yarn size, yarn weight 2 to 3, which is maybe like a fine sport weight, up to a DK light worsted weight. Of course, if you're using a thicker yarn, it's going to weigh more and you're going to get less yards in it. So always, always check the label, which is why I say always select the amount of yarn you want, not based on the grams, but based on the meters. With that said though, you can sort of make a generalization about how much yarn you really need. If you're gonna go in meters, about a hundred meters of yarn, so that's maybe maybe like a little bit more than 50 grams, can get you maybe a small size bikini top probably. Every 200 meters you could maybe get like a small crop top, and like 300 meters could maybe get you a tank top, um, but like done in a very very loose stitch. You could probably squeeze like a scarf, Or a cow into it but let me dig deeper into this so let's talk on the basis of you purchasing 100 grams of cotton yarn so 100 grams is about 250 to 290 yards around there for every 100 grams of cotton yarn you could probably make say maybe like mittens or gloves one pair only Probably a headband with some to spare. You could do a dishcloth also with some to spare. Um, Also maybe like a small pouch or a lot of facial cleaning pads. Those cotton rounds, you could do those in a 100 gram ball. Of course one ball of yarn is really not enough to do anything. So if you're looking for small projects or you like to do small projects, then just one ball of 100 grams cotton yarn would be good enough. So now, what about 200 grams of cotton yarn? You could probably, for that amount of yarn, maybe make like baby clothes, probably a baby dress, some toddler-sized clothes, maybe a smaller infinity scarf, or, or you know, you could even do like a small market bag or tote bag. Of course, again, if you're gonna make bags, you might want your yarn to be a little bit thicker, and in that case, you would definitely need more 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 yarn than just 200 grams so let's get into the real stuff now let's talk about 400 grams and upwards I think at 400 grams and up that's where the real fun begins Um, it does feel like a lot of yarn when you're buying it because I, I realize that most of the time cotton yarn is sold in 50 gram balls so if you're gonna buy 400 grams you're going to, it's going to be a lot of balls, like 8 to 9. Um, with 400 grams, you get about 900 to 1,200 maybe? That might be pushing a little bit. Maybe 900 to 1,100 yards or meters of yarn you get with that. So that's when the real fun begins, I say, because that's when you can really start making product projects or products that you can work with uh, it's it's a good project that you can sit down and really sink your teeth into. For example, you could do like a cropped cardigan and also 400 grams and up is where you can start making clothes. So maybe like a cropped cardigan, definitely not a long flowy cardigan because you need more than 400 grams for that. Like a cropped cardigan, maybe like a shorter size, uh, a, a short kimono that's not too long. It just ends around your hips. Hip hip level you could do maybe like a loose-fitting tank top or like a spaghetti top maybe like a pencil skirt or bandit bandage skirt you know what one of those like figure hugging like figure hugging skirts you could do a shorter scarf as well 400 grams and up would also be more than enough to do like a crop top so if you want to make like a uh, you know like one of those like Coachella type crop tops that people like to wear these days with a like nice lace details, you could probably get away with maybe 300, so 400 would be a safe bet. Because don't forget that when you're making clothes, you need to leave a lot of yarn towards the end to sort of sew them and stitch your pieces together. Because not you don't always build them in one solid piece, so say if you're making a kimono or a cardigan, you're going to make the back panel, the front two panels, you're going to make on the sleeves, and then you have to seam them all together. So keep that in mind as well. With 400 grams, you could also probably do like a shorter scarf, a light summer scarf, maybe nothing too long or too thick or too fancy, um, done up with a basic stitch. Also, keep in mind that more some some stitches, like more complex stitches, requires more yarn, so that's where you need to swatch and give it a try. So moving on to maybe like 600 grams. Um, yeah, I'll break it down to 600 and a thousand. So 600 grams and up. You could definitely, definitely do a big triangle shawl. One of those like German shells shawl or virus shawl. Those are very popular. You probably need around 600 grams and up of a size 2 cotton yarn. Size 3, you probably need a little bit more. But I think... Um, 600 grams would be a safe bet for you. You could do a larger scarf, you could do more complicated tops with, you know, maybe with uh, cuff sleeves and maybe uh, pockets, puff sleeves also would be quite fun, that would require more yarn. Uh, you could also do like a, a blanket, a small, uh, not a baby blanket, definitely bigger than that, maybe like a solo size blanket or a super single size blanket, definitely a one person blanket. Or like a throw for your sofas or your couches those would be good for 600 grams of yarn and above Um, now 1,000 grams and above you could definitely do a huge maybe queen-size blanket you could definitely do a rug like those carpet carpet, round carpet rugs uh, for the center of the room those for decoration those kinds those would be really pretty and I think that about sums up the list Um, of course Keep in mind that if you're making clothing, it's always better to have more yarn than less yarn. Um, so I'm just going to list you list some stuff that you need to take note of when you're choosing how much yarn you need. Clothing, for example, with positive ease requires more yarn. Because positive ease in crochet clothing just means that it's how how much looser you want it to be so if you want it looser then you definitely need more fabric so you need more yarn to create that fabric Um, something else I talked about is some stitches require more yarn so always give it a swatch first decide how much yarn you need based on the stitch pattern you want to use if you're changing colors in between um, like say if you're doing stripes changing colors always 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 requires more yarn than, than often so because when you're changing colors, you need to leave a long tail on both ends, and like leaving one long tail or two long tails could amount to maybe like 10 double crochets, for example. Or at least that's, that's for my tension and the way I crochet, that's that's about it. So if you change colors a lot, 10 double crochets here and 10 t- double crochets there could add up to one entire row or one entire section in some places. So, so keep that in mind. You, you you get more yardage or get more bang for your buck if you're using only one color throughout. And if you can invest in those in yarn that you get in a huge quantity in one cone, that would be great as well because there are no ends in between them. So you get you get to crochet smoother and in an all one piece. Of course, if you're crocheting in one long strand of like a thousand grams, a thousand yards, it, your project's going to be a lot stronger because there are no knots in between. Another thing is to re- to take note of your dye lot colors, especially if you're doing bigger projects. So, what I've noticed is that not all reds are the same, and I find that red, the red color in yarn, is always the hardest to get right. I don't know what it, what it is about red coloring that red and yellow actually. Every time I get red yarn and yellow yarn, it's there is something about the different dye lots that just don't they don't absorb the same way. So. If you're not concerned about colouring and you don't mind a variety of yellows in your project, then go ahead and just buy whatever you want. But if you're particular about, say if you're making a top or a skirt and you don't want the colour to sort of chop you off visually in an awkward position, then do take note of dialogue numbers so that you can ensure that your entire project will be one solid colour with no variations or changes. The problem with not paying attention to dialogue numbers is that It doesn't seem like much now, but over time, the dye lots with, say, from from a different dye lot, if they are a bit lighter or a bit darker, the difference will be exacerbated after you've washed it a couple times. Okay, I think that we've covered everything that we need to cover. If I've missed out on anything, feel free to drop me a message and let me know. I can always come back and redo these episodes with updated information. In the meantime, if you have any other questions, you can email them to us at sg at gmail.com or you can send us a message, a DM on Instagram. We are at sg. You can also text us to 91272743. If you have any questions you want to speak to me directly, feel free to do that as well. And with that, that concludes this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye!